The following reading was done a long time ago before I had the recording equipment and resources I do now, so I apologise for its lower quality, but I still think you all will enjoy it. Dungeons and Ponies by PCHN00 A reclusive mage, a devoted cleric, a disgraced sellsword, a beautiful thief, a timid druidess, a travelling gypsy. Six mares who've never met will suddenly be thrown together as an ancient threat returns imperiling their entire world. Now these unlikely heroes must band together or their entire world is doomed to eternal darkness. Prologue 1. The Magical Prodigy Long ago in the great kingdom of Equestria there lived two mighty sisters. Celestia, the radiant dawn, keeper of the sun, was the elder. She awoke each morning to raise the sun and bring light and life to our land. Luna, mistress of shadows, keeper of the moon, was the younger. T'was her duty to shepherd the moon and the stars across the sky, giving the people time to rest. The two existed for many a year in perfect balance with one another. Peace, harmony and prosperity filled the land. This was not to last, alas. Over time, Luna grew jealous of Celestia's increasing popularity. The citizens of Equestria were clamouring for her to take the throne. Even the king himself offered his crown to their beloved Keeper of the Sun. Celestia, being a simple and humble mare, naturally declined the offer. Her only interest was in the magic she so loved to dabble in. Not one thought went to the Mistress of Shadows taking the throne even though she worked just as hard as her sister, if not harder. She strove each night to craft a perfect sky for her fellow ponies, and yet only a select few seemed, seemed cared in the slightest. The growing darkness and resentment in Luna's heart twisted her into a creature of deepest nightmares. Nightmare Moon A great war was fought between the sisters, no unicorn could hope to match either's power. Nightmare Moon's supporters were vastly outnumbered, but she used fell magics. But she used fell magics to twist and change them into creatures of darkness like herself. The war raged for years, seemingly never to end. When Equestria seemed doomed to destruction, a light appeared amidst the darkness. Celestia had crafted magical artefacts of incredible power. Wielding their might, she banished her evil sister to the depths of Tartarus, never to return. The young mare tilted her head as she finished the short story. That's it? That's all there is? The sun shone brightly overhead, warming her pale lavender coat just right as she reclined near her favourite reading place in the courtyard, overshadowed by her lady's tower. It was the perfect sort of day to get out of her lab and do a little recreational study. The book in question she'd been reading from came from the furthest shelf possible in the library's entrance, the only shelf she hadn't picked clean of anything to read. Blowing her pink and purple streaked bangs from her face, she huffed in annoyance. That wasn't much of a tale at all, more of a short story. Where's the rest? A brilliant magenta aura shimmered into being around the book as the unicorn snapped it shut with a gentle huff. Large violet-hued eyes drifted towards the nearby tower. 
specifically to the highest window atop it. From her position on the ground she could see the large form of her master moving about in excited haste. No doubt she was in the midst of crafting some great new bit of magic to reveal to the world. Her horn sparked to life a second time as a matching aura surrounded the well-worn silvery set of robes that lifted from the grass and settled about her body. Shuffling from hoof to hoof, she fastened her saddlebags over her back, ensured her numerous component pouches were secure around her waist, and then set off to her private chambers in the academy. Lady Celestia's School of Magical Studies was one of the finest in the entire kingdom. Celestia herself was, a, was considered something of an eccentric by the unicorn nobility, however. She allowed any pony to study in her academy, regardless of tribe. Many scoffed at the notion of a pegasus, or even worse, an earth pony attempting to cast spells, but she was quite insistent that all had the magic within them. Spell casting was more a matter of having the proper mindset. Twilight Sparkle? The mare in question. Twilight blinked up at the sound of her name. A pair of fillies, an earth pony and a unicorn, perhaps a few years her junior, approached. Yes, can I help you? She couldn't help but sense her, their nervousness. The, the, um, that is, Professor Morning Glory so said you could, could maybe, if you weren't busy, possibly help us with our light cantrips? The young wizardess's mouth set in a firm line. You're not going to be casting anything stuttering like that. The unicorn's stammering increased while the earth filly rolled her eyes. You'll have to forgive my friend, ma'am. She's a mite skittish on account of all the stories about you. Twilight's look of vague irritation switched to outright irritation. Of course, and what about you? The earth pony... Philly shrugged. Dunno, y'all seem alright to me. Besides, Lady Celestia wouldn't have taken you on if all the stories about you are true, right? Twilight Sparkle's eyes narrowed just a tad as she examined the pair more closely. The Earth Pony had a vivid yellow coat, her bright red mane and tail contrasting sh sharply. Her robes were a touch on the threadbare side, not surprising given the thickly accented speech. It indicated she was from one of the royal, rural farming villages. It likely cost her family every spare bit they had to send her here. The unicorn at her side was significantly smaller, not too great a surprise. Her coat was a darker hue of purple than twilight's, while her mane and tail were nearly as yellow as her friend's fur. She occasionally peeked out from around her bolder friend with bright yellow eyes, though never for long. Twilight looked again to the earth pony. Light cantrips? Professor Morning Glory sent you to me for that? The filly shrugged. Said you were the best at fundamentals when you're our age. Twilight almost cracked a smile at the filly's slow pronunciation of the word. I suppose that's true. 
What exactly is the problem? Light spells are the easiest for any pony to cast. Well, mine till bright. The professor thinks I'll go blind if I keep doing them like I am. And poor Denki here can barely get any light at all. The elder unicorn looked over to the filly who flinched under her gaze. A unicorn who can't even muster a light spell? And an earth pony who conjures too much light? That's a bit of a switch from the norm. To a further surprise, the earth filly snorted and stalked closer. So, <clears throat> so you're going to help us out or just make fun of us? We can go find someone else to ask. Twilight actually took a step back. She'd been so used to ponies walking on eggshells around her, more scared to meet her eyes than anything she'd almost forgotten what it was like to meet one who wasn't afraid of her. I, I'll help, alright? Settle down. She sighed softly, looking from the bold to the timid filly. Let's see what she can do. Thank you kindly, ma'am. Name's Applebloom, by the way. This here's my good friend Dinky-Doo. Dinky offered a hesitant nod of greeting. Twilight's expression went unchanged. A pleasure. Now, the spells? Even knowing she was a student and not a teacher... Both fillies felt precisely like they did when in a teacher's presence under the formidable young mare's scrutiny. Applebloom took the lead naturally, closing her eyes and softly intoning the proper incantation. A painfully bright ball of light burst into being before the filly's muzzle. She and her friend already had their eyes tightly shut in preparation. Something Twilight unfortunately did not and the elder pony found herself thoroughly blinded. Applebloom nervously dispelled the light. Ah, uh, so there you go, ma'am. Twilight's eyes were watering from the painfully blinding light spell. Closing them, she took a deep breath, counting back from ten. Then counting back from twenty. The second one did the trick. Right. How often do you cast, Applebloom? Ah, uh, not very. Only when one of my teacher's spells tells me to. Granny says rely on the magic to do stuff. We can do with our hooves anyway, it's lazy. Twilight's vision slowly cleared as she cracked an eye open. You have to you have too much magic built up. You need to cast more frequently. Once your inner reserves normalize, you won't have problems anymore. Wow, thanks, Miss Twilight. Now the normally dull mare did a. Now the normally dull mare did allow a small smile of, to appear. Of course, I'm surprised your teacher couldn't tell you that. Now let's see you, Miss Do. Dinky swallowed nervously, but stepped closer. Timidly, she mumbled the incantation under her breath. A flickering, faltering spear, a sphere of magical light appeared above her head before it fell apart completely. The poor filly seemed on the verge of tears. I'll never do it right. Twilight narrowed her eyes, encanting a spell of her own. Both fillies watched warily as, the, as a glow suffused her eyes. Do it again, please, Dinky. Eyeing the older mare suspiciously, Dinky 
nonetheless complied. Sweat beating upon her brow, she chanted the short incantation as her horn began to glow. Again a ball of faltering light formed over her head for a few seconds before fizzling away. The little filly slumped to the ground, breathing heavily. Twilight frowned gently. It's as I suspected. I'm sorry, Dinky-Doo, but your magic isn't strong enough to cast proper arcane spells. Dinky blinked in surprise, while Applebloom huffed. What do you mean she can't cast spells? She's a unicorn. With surprising patience, Twilight nodded slowly. Yes, she is, but not all unicorns have the ability to become mages, Applebloom. Every unicorn can levitate and learn some small bits of magic that have to do with their cutie marks, but not all of them have the raw power necessary to cast proper spells. Applebloom and Dinky do both recognised the I'm a teacher, listen to me tone in Twilight's voice. It's similar to how some Pegasus ponies can fly faster than others. The swiftest Pegasi have the most magic stored in their bodies, so some pony like Captain Spitfire of the Wonderbolt can fly much faster than, say, the average weather pony, you see. The pair nodded gradually. Applebloom tilted her head. So is that why my big brother and sister are so much stronger than me? Twilight smiled proudly. It is. Earth ponies' physical strength and durability is tied to their own magic reserves. There are several types of magic. Arcane magic, like what we use to cast a spell. Then there's divine or faith-based magic that the disciples use for their spells. Finally, there's the magic each pony has inside themselves that's unique to their tribe. So while you might be stronger than a pegasus or unicorn filly apple bloom, your real strength lies in your arcane magic. Dinky's eyes lit up with excitement suddenly. Does this mean I don't have to stay? Now it was Twilight's turn to look surprised. Well, you don't have to leave. No pony is going to force you, but there'd be little reason to stay. What makes you think you have to stay anyhow? Dinky-Doo was practically nose-to-nose with Twilight Sparkle, her fear forgotten in her excitement. The teacher said since my mum's mum's spending so many bits to send me here, I just got to work harder. But if you say I can't become a mage no matter how hard I try, then I can go back home. I can be with Mama again, and she doesn't have to keep paying for this expensive school. Now Twilight wore a distinctly unpleasant look on her face. It was common practice for the faculty to string young potential majors along in order to keep collecting their tuition. I'm afraid no matter how hard you try, Dinky, becoming a mage isn't for you. I'm sure you'll do wonderful things in anything else you choose. The older unicorn went rigid as the filly threw her forelegs around her in tight embrace. Thank you, Miss Twilight. I'm going to go pack right now. With, incredib- with incredibly awkwardness, Twilight Sparkle patted the filly gently on her back. No, no problem. Good luck to you in the future. Thanks. I'll see you later, Applebloom. I gotta go pack. Both ponies watched the elated filly dash off towards the dormitories. 
The earth pony filly heaved a sigh. There goes my only friend in this place. Glancing at twilight from the corner of her eye, she heaved a second louder sigh. If she was expecting words of comfort from Twilight Sparkle, she was greatly disappointed as the young mare turned to make her way along the path towards the private dormitories. The minor dilemma with the fillies solved, Twilight's mind was already twisting back around to their fable she'd read earlier and her desire to learn more. Her ear flicked gently toward the small temple built into the academy. The Disciples of the Sun venerated Lady Celestia as a goddess, so naturally they wanted a temple inside their chosen deity's very own academy. Celestia had agreed, with great reluctance Twilight knew. Her master at times could, couldn't stand the adoration heaped upon her by ponies who didn't know her better. Any pony who got to spend any length of time in the presence of the Lady Archmage knew she was anything but divine. Goofy was more the word twilight would use to describe her. The sound of the morning bells tolling from the temple was wildly off kilter. Normally one serene dong of the great bell would toll out each hour, making it easy for any pony in the academy to track the time. Today it was ringing wildly in an unholy cacophony of sound. The young mage grimaced as she shot a glare toward the temple. Another sound came to her ears, tiny hooves clopping along the path behind her. Without turning to look, she glanced out of the corner of her eye, seeing the filly apple bloom following her with a curious look on her face. Twilight did what she always did when a curious pony had taken an interest in her, and ignored her. They always gave up after she failed to spout demonic horns or huge bat-like wings as expected. Putting the filly from her thoughts, she magically opened the doors to the elder students' dorms. As she entered, all conversations fell silent, and the ponies within shot her nervous glances as she strolled casually through the open common areas. Ascending the numerous flights of stairs, she came to the highest floor, her floor. With barely a thought, she dispelled the powerful arcane lock she used to seal her chambers shut. No pony was brave enough to snoop around her quarters, of course. But she magically sealed the doors each time, more for practice than anything else. She paused within to admire the perfect order of her own private space. One wall dominated by her work benches, which contained dozens of half-finished enchanted items and objects. Wands, horseshoes, cloaks, there was even a bow she'd been asked to enchant by her master herself. Her writing desk had numerous notebooks closed and aligned in perfect proper order, the quills resting in their holders ready to transfer Twilight's thoughts from her mind to the blank pages. Tall racks filled with numerous spell components, herbs and powdered gemstones stood next to her alchemical apparatus. Always on hoof at a moment's notice for anything she may need for a potion she may be in the process of brewing. Her bed sat beneath a large window overlooking the courtyard facing the western horizon. Twilight Sparkle was not an early riser and didn't care for the sun shining on her face first thing in the morning. 
Next to her bed was her nightstand, upon which sat her most prized possession, a gift from Lady Celestia herself. The ever spellbook would never fill. If she needed more blank pages, she simply opened the books, the book, and they were there. If she wanted to memorise even the most obscure of spells for the day, she merely had to speak aloud the name of the name and the book would open to it. Rumour was that it was crafted by Starswell the Bearded himself, Twilight Sparkle's greatest hero. Her quiet appreciation was interrupted as something small slammed into her from behind, buckling her hind legs and sending her rump toppling square atop whatever rammed into her. Muffled yelps and squirming came from beneath the mage as she hurriedly lurched forward, freeing the trapped offender. Whipping around her eyes <clears throat> whipping around her eyes widened. Apple Bloom? What are you doing here? Why did you follow me? This is my room, my private space. The filly shrunk back from the venom in the older pony's voice. I I was just curious is all. We all we hear all sorts of rumours about you. But after meeting you, I just couldn't rightly see how any pony can say such mean things. Twilight's ears folded back at the obvious fear in the filly's voice. With a sigh, she forced herself to calm down. It's alright. I'm just not used to any pony seeing my room. Applebloom peeked an eye open. Ya ain't mad? Closing her own eyes, Twilight took, an took another deep breath. No, I'm not mad. Ain't isn't a word, Applebloom. Neither is ya, for that matter. Now it was Applebloom's turn to look upset. Are y'all making fun of the way that I talk? Because I get enough of that from the other students. Turning away from the filly, Twilight levitated her robes into the hook by the door, gently resting her staff beside them. No, I'm not making fun of you. I'm trying to educate you. I'm sure wherever you're from, every pony talks that way, but you're studying to be a magus now. We have to carry ourselves a certain way if we want to find proper employment, you know. Applebloom huffed. That's what my granny said before she made me come out here. Made you? Twilight closed her door with her magic, causing the filly to start in surprise at the sudden sound. Uh-huh. She was a big fancy mage when she was younger and said that since I got, um... The art, she calls it. I had a re responsibility to Equestria to learn how to use it. To learn how to use it. Applebloom was about to say something more when she caught the look Twilight had focused on her. Swallowing, she sighed. To learn how to use it. Smiling slightly, the mare nodded, going back to the work table before her. I see. Do you not enjoy your studies? No, ma'am. I mean, when I first started it, I hated it. Every pony was pretty mean to... She swallowed when Twilight took a, shot her a sharp look. To me. But the more I learned, the more fun it got. That feeling when your magic's coming up from inside and you let it out in a spell. 
Woo-wee. Ain't nothing like it. Twilight winced every time Apple Bloom butchered a word. Terrible grasp of language notwithstanding, she felt a sort of kinship with the filly. I felt the same way when I first started. I didn't like it here either. But you learn to ignore the mean ponies and focus on what's important. She paused as she levitated a slim mahogany wand toward a trio of beautiful topaz. When the gems met the wood, there was a flash revealing the new wand, now crackling with magical energy. The magic. Eyes wide, Applebloom approached with a wondering look in her eye, casting a questioning glance at her elder, and receiving an approving nod, she reached out to take the new wand. Wow, I never saw any pony make a magic eye. Wow, I never saw any pony make a magic item before. 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 Delicate. Uh. Wow, I never saw any pony make a magic item before. 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 Delicately, she turned it in her hooves, examining the perfect craftsmanship. So, what do you plan to focus on, Apple Bloom? The filly gently placed the wand up on the table. That's easy. I'm going to be a battle mage and become a travelling sellsword like my big sister. Hmm. I never cared much for combat magics. Apple Bloom tilted her head. How come? What sort of spells do combat mages specialise in? Now the filly sat up proudly, knowing the answer. Attack spells, of course. Magic missiles, fireballs, lightning bolts. I saw Professor Fireflash cast a chain lightning spell once. Mm-hmm. And what do those spells do? Applebloom looked confused suddenly. Well, they, you know, make things explode. True. And what things do you think you'd be casting them at? Ah, uh, the filly frowned suddenly. Huh? Mm-hmm. Sometimes spells like those are necessary to protect something important. There are monsters everywhere and sometimes violence is the only way to deter them. On the other hoof, sometimes ponies would be your target. The Queen is always fighting the rebels and we're servants of the Queen at the end of the day. Would you think a fireball is cool if it's being used against other ponies? Eyes wide, Applebloom shook her head. No, ma'am. I didn't think those kind of spells were very cool either. Ultimately, nearly every mage specialises in one of the seven schools of magic. Have you studied them yet? Uh-huh. I know all seven by heart. Abjuration, conjuration, divination, enchantment, evocation, necromancy and transmutation. Very good. Twilight carefully set the finished wand in a large holder with nearly a dozen others. Do you know what each specialise in? Yes, ma'am. And which do you think sounds the most interesting? Her questions were causing Apple Bloom to think a good deal more than those of her actual teachers. Well, I don't suppose I give it much thought before, before ma'am. Twilight nodded slowly, as if expecting that answer. Well, I suggest you spend some time studying up on them. 
Research what sort of spells are available in each school. See which ones really speak to you. That's the best way to find out what you'll be best at. The filly sat quietly for a time, watching the mare work. What do you specialise in? All of them. Applebloom tilted her head. Oh, you mean you don't specialise in any? You do a little bit of all of them? The letter Y is not a substitute for the word you, Applebloom. And no, I mean I specialise in all of them. I'm equally proficient in every school of magic as any of the specialists in the academy. Swishing her tail to her right side, she gave the filly a clear view of her left flank. That's what my cutie mark is. It's a mark in magic itself, not just any one aspect of it. Wow, y'all must be as strong as Lady Celestia. Twilight coughed spokely and shook her head. No, of course not. I'm a very powerful... I am very powerful for a mare my age. Finishing another one, she finally turned to give the filly her full attention. Don't you have studies of your own to be doing? Applebloom shook her head. No, ma'am. I finished every assignment my teachers gave me for over the... Uh. Applebloom shook her head. No, ma'am. I finished every assignment my teachers gave me over the weekend already. Hmm, well if you think that's enough. The filly's eyes narrowed a bit. What's that supposed to mean? Gently levitating a kettle from her small kitchenette to the sink and filling it, then moving it to her stove, Twilight shrugged. Well, is your interest in magic only as deep as what the professors tell you to do? Yet another big question the filly wasn't prepared for. I, well, you've already told me you enjoyed the feeling of casting a spell, which is good. But if you want to be a great wizardess, Applebloom, you have to love magic for the sake of magic. No matter what any pony tells you, no matter what reasons they have for being there, here. If they don't love magic for, just for magic itself, they'll never be half as good as some pony he does. All the magical power in the world can't equal a true zest for knowledge. Applebloom settled on the floor, four legs crossed as she contemplated Twilight's words. She was quiet for quite some time, not moving as the tea kettle began to whistle and Twilight poured two cups. Finally, she looked up as a cup was settled before her hooves. Know what, Miss Twilight? I think you're pretty nice. Twilight raised an eyebrow sipping from a cup. Do you? Uh-huh. Maybe a little weird, but that's okay. Granny says weird ponies make the best friends, because they always have something interesting to say or do. Feeling another smile come upon her, Twilight and Applebloom both leapt to their hooves as something heavy, heavy, as something heavily impacted the window. With a disgusted groan, the elder pony rolled her eyes, magically opening it. Honestly, Spike! Every day with this. A tiny reptile pokes his head in the window, shaking it dazedly. Applebloom's eyes widened with wonder as she, as, as she small creature fully revealed himself. No longer, uh, no larger than a house cat, his lizard-like body sported a large pair of wings. His slender tail was tipped in a wickedly sharp barb. His scales were a vivid purple colour, 
over most of his body, with the larger ones along his belly being a deep green. Is that a pseudo-dragon? In response to Philly's excitement, the small dragon puffed his chest, cooing softly in pleasure. Yes, this is Spike, my familiar. Spike waited patiently as the filly approached, looking over him with adoration clear in his eyes. He was clearly basking in the attention. That is until his master firmly cleared her throat, pointedly eyeing the scroll, coiled tightly in his tail. Is that for me, perhaps? Blinking his little green eyes, he glanced back at the scroll and offered a sheepish shrug, flicking his tail out and flinging it toward the mare. Twilight absently levitated him a bit of the salted meat from a jar on her desk as she unrolled the scroll. Applebloom was tentatively stroking the little reptile's chin with a sudden groan from Twilight. When a sudden groan from Twilight drew her attention, bad news? With an exaggerated eye roll, she floated the scroll over to the filly, who read it aloud curiously. My dearest student, I would very much appreciate your presence in my tower immediately. There is a problem of the greatest urgency which I require you to handle post-haste. A little further along the bottom, Apple Bloom blinked in surprise. And bring Apple Bloom with you. How the heck did she know I was here? Twilight Sparkle tugged her robes back on with an annoyed grunt. She knows everything. Archmage Celestia's ivory tower was visible from miles away. Every pony approaching the academy could see it like a bright shining beacon leading them to safety. The pristine white colour contributed to its great visibility. So too did its ridiculous height. Naturally, Lady Celestia made her private quarters at the highest point in the tower. A very simply flight or teleportation for her, a gruelling climb for any pony else. Twilight's coat was slick with sweat as she trudged up the stairs, now and again shitting the filly calmly trotting at her side dirty looks. Even an earth pony, with little of their tribe's own magic, still had quite a good deal more stamina than a unicorn. Finally they reached the top of the tower. The door to Celestia's private study stood open. Twilight suppressed a shudder, as she did every time she entered her master's study. Hundreds of books, many likely older than herself, were strewn haphazardly over the floor, desk and even bed. She was fairly certain she noticed a small family of myconid making their home beneath the archmage's bed. No doubt the fungi-based lifeforms had plenty to live off of beneath there. The archmage herself was huddled over, of all things a rock, glaring at it in the harshest of focus. Applebloom, not knowing any better, was stricken silent at the sight of the mare, who raised the sun each morning and moon each evening. She certainly cut an impressive figure, what with her gargantuan body and obnoxiously flowing mane and tail. Twilight was 90% sure the Archmage actually enchanted her mane and tail every morning to do that, but she'd yet to unravel the mystery with any certainty. Less than delicately, Twilight Sparkle cleared her throat. 
Celestia's ears swirled toward the sound as she swung, beaming ear to ear. Twilight, you're just in time. I have recently completed work on the greatest spell of all time. Applebloom's eyes, if possible, widened further. Twilight looked, unim looked unimpressed. Again, her smile never faltering, Celestia nodded. Oh, yes, come close, it's safe, I promise. Deciding to humour her mentor, Twilight owed her that much at the very least. She approached, the filly at her side doing so with considerably more reverence. Shh, shh, watch close now. I'm about to cast it. Twilight sat calmly on the floor while Applebloom leaned in with excitement. The room was bathed in the golden glow of the Archmage's own powerful magical aura as golden bands of magic whipped around the stone, whirling faster and faster and obscuring it from view. The ponies looked away as the light became too much to bear. When it cleared, sitting in the rock's place was the most perfect, rich, chocolatey-looking piece of cake. Celestia's smile grew, if at all possible, wider than before. Twilight's look of exasperation most certainly grew sterner. Applebloom blinked and sat on her haunches, looking to Twilight for some sort of explanation. The mare just shook her head slowly. Well, is it not the greatest of all magic you've ever laid eyes on? Plastering an insipid smile on her own face, Twilight nodded. Oh, absolutely, Master. I don't believe I've ever seen a more impressive spell in all my studies. This was certainly worth dragging myself and this filly up thirty flights of stairs to witness. If Celestia caught Twilight's sarcasm, she didn't let on. I know! It will revolutionise mealtimes. Imagine when the cook tries to force me into eating celery. The second she looks away, pow! Cake! Now, she had Applebloom's attention. Don't suppose y'all could write that one down for me to study, could ya, ma'am? Twilight let out a strangled sort of squeak at Applebloom's latest butchering of the equestrian language. Well, I could. I don't think your master would appreciate it, however. She's a bit stern. Applebloom wrinkled her nose. I'm not apprenticed to anyone yet, ma'am. Well, of course you are. Oh, silly me, in all the excitement I forgot. Twilight, I'm assigning Applebloom to you as your first apprentice. Twilight's mouth fell open. Ah, uh, what? What? Apprentice? Me? No, 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 no. Master, I have studies of my own, not to mention you constantly dumping your real work on me while you cook up more of your idiotic cake spells. Oh, yes, I forgot. As of now, you're officially a graduate of my academy, my apprentice no longer. You're not a full-fledged wizardess capable of acting on her own accord in whatever way you deem appropriate, but you're still taking Applebloom on as your apprentice. I won't take no for an answer. Twilight Sparkle's eyes were wide with panic as they darted from the confused filly at her side, back to the, in her opinion, very smugly smiling archmage. The newly graduated mage's heart sank a little more as the playful spark fanned to a roaring blaze in her suddenly former master's eye. That's not all. Of course it's not. 
you'll be happy to know that I, as your concerned former master and still very good friend, have already found you employment. Twilight's eyes narrowed dangerously. Oh, have you? I have. It would seem that the lovely town of Ponyville has been without its own mage for some time now. Ordinarily, this isn't too great a concern, but Ponyville borders the Everfree Forest and as of late has had numerous monster attacks. Having some pony on hoof to lend them some aid will be much appreciated, I believe. In addition, of course, ignoring Twilight, Celestia continued on. In addition, you'll be serving as the librarian for the town as well. They're not about to pay you to sit around and glare at the forest all day after all. I thought it might be a position you'd enjoy. Twilight closed her eyes. She took a deep breath, then another, then a third. She licked her lips and took another deep breath. So, to summarise, you're ending my apprenticeship, assigning me an apprentice, sending me off to some podunk bordering the Everfree and forcing me to be the librarian of the town. Yes. Master, I hate you. Applebloom followed her new master tentatively. Um, ma'am? Yes? Should, should I go pack my things, or...? Twilight rolled her neck, eliciting a few sharp pops from the stiff joints, taking a moment to collect herself as she turned to face the filly, her apprentice. Yes. It would seem that the glorious Archmage has assigned you to me, and me to Ponyville, so we're going to Ponyville. I'm sorry for all this. I know you can't be happy about this nonsense either. To her surprise, the filly shook her head. No, ma'am. I wasn't kidding when I said I liked you. And we're going to Ponyville. That's my hometown. Twilight's face twisted unnaturally at Applebloom's speech. Okay? Okay. If we're doing this, the first thing is the way you talk. I don't want to seem insensitive, but every time you say a sentence, you make me want to deafen myself with a thunderclap spell. Twilight Bloom... Ah, Apple Bloobs is immediately wilted. I'm sorry, ma'am. It's fine, it's fine. I'm just not used to dealing with other ponies, except my master, of course, who can be a little... Silly? Yes, exactly. I'll do my best to be a good teacher, but I have to ask you to be patient with me. Can you do that? I think so, ma'am. I can try my, my best. In return, I can promise to give you the best edu magical education I can. How does that sound? Applebloom spit on her hoof and held it out, smiling. Sounds like a good deal to, to, to me. Twilight stared at the offered hoof for a long moment before she spit in her own and clopped it to the fillies. Then let's get packed. Character sheet. Twilight Sparkle. Wizard. 6. Strength. 8. Dexterity. 10. Constitution. 8. Intelligence. 20. Wisdom. 12. Charisma. 9. Special Abilities. Twilight Sparkle prepares spells as an ordinary wizard of her level. However, once these spells are expended, she may continue to cast. Each level of spell cast after her prepared spells for the day have been used deals her sub subdual damage 
equal to twice the spell's level. She can render herself unconscious casting this way. Favoured spells. Mage armor, cat's grace, sleep, bull strength, hold person, fly, haste. Special equipment. Ever spellbook. Unlike a normal spellbook, there is no limit to the amount of spells it can contain. Apple bloom. Character sheet. Wizard. Conjurer. 1. Strength. 10. Dexterity. 10. Constitution. 12. Intelligence. 16. Wisdom. 13. Charisma. 10. Favoured. Eventual spells. Light. Days. Summon Monster 1. Grease. Unseen Servant. Mage Armor. Author's Note. Gonna have six prologues, one for each of the girls of course, and the little character sheets at the bottom I thought would be cute. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider joining my Patreon, patreon.com slash tmff to get early access to audiobooks and to be able to request I do a reading of what you want, provided the author approves. Thank you to Artlist.io for providing the massive music and sound effect library that I have to work with. And most of all, thank you to the bronies who write the amazing stories that inspire me to make these. Fluttershy and Izzy are best ponies. I now have a Discord server where you can join in and chat with other fanfiction fans. If you enjoy what I do, you can donate to me on Ko-Fi. Links in the description.